In every generation, there are superstars who capture the imagination, earn our admiration, and are a source of inspiration. They are living proof that anything is possible. While many of us dream of following in their footsteps, there are a select few with the courage to even dare, and even fewer with the skill to succeed. NXT is the story of those with the audacity and the ability to stand tall on the threshold of greatness. Their history is unfolding today. Now is their time. They must defeat all limitations, leave nothing to chance, leave nothing behind. NXT is the gateway to the future, and the future begins right now. The future is now. Snickers presents NXT Half K 10 year anniversary. <laughs> Dude, pump up the jam. <laughs> I will always remember Snickers, and it wasn't even for. Oh, it was. Castrol GT. <laughs> Valvoline <laughs> proudly presents WWF Backlash. <laughs> I. I will always remember those. And you know, the sad part is that they don't have those on a network because it's the same thing. It's a sponsorship deal. So they don't include those once they actually put them on the network. I would always remember the Snickers one with WrestleMania 2000 and WrestleMania 2000. Or I should say WrestleMania uh, X7. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I just remember uh, Snickers presenting... And Castro GTX <laughs> always doing a rewind from like oh Rock. right, and now your raw rewind was sponsored by Castro GTX. Get something out of this oil in our tagline. <laughs> oh man, or uh, Stridex. <laughs> Stridex was notorious. Stridex gum. They would always be notorious for the rewinds as well. <laughs> All right, so welcome back to another bonus episode of. Half K. So this one is uh pretty much an improv. Who one. are you? I um <laughs> I am no one. <laughs> I just pick a number and you could be like Alex Wright when he became seven. Mm. No, he became Berlin. Yeah, yeah. And then uh Gold who's seven. Gold dust was Gold seven. Right? seven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Uh I'll go with eight just because there's eight <laughs> letters in my name. Ocho. <laughs> yeah. Ocho. Ocho. Oh. <laughs> I'm Ocho, joined by. <laughs> I'm your I'm your boy Ocho. Jo- oh my god! Joined by. Uh, who am I? Uh, god, whose wife can I be? Uh, <laughs> Larry Mero. Oh man! <laughs> and your boy 
Larry Marrow. Isn't there another wrestler around here that's Marrow Marrow? <laughs> Cockamang, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Marrow Marrow. Oh, that dude cracks me up. <laughs> he used to date, Um, I think they broke up, but he was dating Lisa Lace. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, now she's doing all kind of good stuff with herself. See? See, she she uh is either in Europe right now or went to Europe. Mm. See, I just saw uh, N- Nicole doing some stuff with ROH recently too. Savoy, mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, yeah. She's uh, I think she was featured, so I, I think she's not. I don't know if she's like contracted or not, but she's definitely doing her thing on uh, nice on That's ROH. Dope. Yeah. Uh, cool. So yeah, we decided to do an improv bonus episode since uh. I had messed up our dates <laughs> where I thought the 10 year anniversary of NXT was in April, but technically that is <laughs> our, that is our one year anniversary, not, ah. not NXT's. And I had briefly seen something that said that the NXT anniversary was in February 23rd. And I was like, was it really? And I looked up our old podcast on the first episode. I was like, yep, it sure is on February 23rd. <laughs> So now we're doing a pretty improv to bonus episode. So yeah, this is going to be more free form where we're just pretty much going to talk about all of our fun memories of the last 10 years and kind of the same thing that we just talked about on our previous episodes where it's pretty ridiculous knowing that (laughs) NXT has been around for 10 years because when you think of the scope, kind of what we had mentioned on previous episodes that wcw barely got what a 12 year run i think damn wow so it's kind of crazy when you look at history and of course you'll always remember wcw and wwf at the time but now when you kind of you know pull the on (laughs) when you put the uh when you pull the lenses back and kind of look back at our own 10 years it's crazy to believe that nxt is also in that same scope of being around for a decade. And I know a lot of people, when I was fact-checking here, that it was hard to... 88. 88, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, roughly... So, yeah, you're you're right, dude. About 12 years. 12 years. Oh, my God. So, yeah, it's kind of crazy knowing how, with NXT, there's still a lot of uh, weird data of, like, when they're actually counting NXT starting, because, of course... We're covering the uh, competition era, but then a lot of people don't count that and they just jump into the full sale era. And mm-hmm. a lot of people don't even count that and they start with the network era. So for us, we wanted to be the most purest NXT possible. So we're literally starting from episode one. You know what I mean? It's also the easiest. It is very easy. There's no we, we can't lie anywhere. We, it's just flat out. This is the first episode. Yeah. But then at the same time, when I was doing a lot of checks on uh, what's it called? Cage fight or what's the website? Oh, yeah. uh, Cagefight.net. Yeah, I think cagefight.net. So when I was doing research there, I had to do some basic math <laughs> because they don't have NXT categorized in uh, a really organized way where it's jumbled up together with NXT UK. Mm. So I had to do a lot of... Uh, removing of nxt uk and some of the specials and even some of the pre-shows that they counted so yeah technically as of february 19 2020 there have been officially 513 episodes of nxt's weekly episodic shows 
So that only counts the shows and not any of the takeovers. Got it. So what was interesting is when we first started doing the podcast, the WWE Network had actually categorized the numbers for each episode. Mm -hmm. So it was a lot easier to keep track of. But then I think halfway through update, (laughs) but then halfway through, then they changed it. And now they don't have them in number order anymore. They just have them by dates. Mm -hmm. And what made it weird is when they first had them by the numbers, they had also counted the takeovers as an episode. Mm -hmm. So that also threw the numbering off. So that's why I figured now that everything's kind of been reset, I figured for us to have the most purest way of, of running it is to not count takeovers as episodes. Correct, because they are not. They are not. That's like <laughs> counting. That's like <laughs> that's like if you're still counting like all the other pay-per-views as in your houses. Yes. Or it would be the equivalent of if you're counting every pay-per-view as a raw episode. Yeah. And it wouldn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that we've fully reset, I will officially say in the last 10 years, there's been 513 standalone episodes. That's pretty cool. Yeah. They almost just had like a nice solid 500. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's yeah, pretty cool. Because, yeah, when you uh, when you saw the overall total, when you count takeovers and NXT UK and NXT UK takeovers, there's been 626 like episodes of nxt in general Mm -hmm. but when you're talking about just the standalone episodic show there's been 513 so that's crazy kind of like the stuff you was talking about in the last episode right so peep this like a lot of those people's memory of what nxt was was like this weird competition show with these women yeah and then it's like they're gonna try to plug it on you with the network like oh watch nxt and everybody's like i ain't trying to watch that yeah yeah I think that what made that era interesting is it kind of, for me anyway, I know you had mentioned that you really didn't follow that era from 2010 to 2012 because it makes sense. That There's <laughs> like nowhere to go to follow it. Yeah, that yeah. I knew of. yeah. So the way I kind of approached it is I was in the same way where I don't remember from season four up until uh, the beginning of Full Sail because same thing. I didn't have access to watch it unless I watched this really bad stream of WWE.com. So I also rejoined NXT when they started doing the full sale era. But what was interesting about that is that it kind of made me kind of relive history on how people used to do it with the old tape tr- trading days mm. with, uh, with ECW mm-hmm. where back in the day for all you young listeners, <laughs> people had to do this thing called tape trading where same thing they didn't have the internet or access to stream stuff so people from around the world would just record stuff from new japan or like in japan in general ecw or anything that wasn't regularly on tv in their region and then they would just tape you know trade those tapes with one another in the wrestling community at the time gotcha. you know what that is for you easier to understand that's torrent exactly yeah, it's yeah. basically how a torrent works it, it's like manual torrents <laughs> somebody bought it put it up for everybody else to get in the trade-off is that you get downloaded yeah yeah, yeah. so it was kind of similar to that where at that point nxt was uh distributed differently in different regions of the world so when they moved to Full Sail, apparently they aired on TV, but in 
outside of the U.S. Mm. So some people would, yeah, do torrents or upload them on, I think, YouTube or Daily Motion at the time. Daily Motion, <laughs> yeah, shout yeah. out to Daily Motion, getting everything you couldn't get on YouTube. Yeah. So that's how I would actually watch it because I remember seeing a random thing of like NXT, but this isn't like the NXT I remember watching. Mm. And it was, yeah, when they moved over to Full Sail. And I was super blown away by it because JR was on commentary mm-hmm. again and he was calling NXT and like it had the similar setting to what NXT looks like now at full sale, mm-hmm. but it just looked a lot smaller, obviously. And it was cool because, yeah, I would watch it on daily motion based on people who had uploaded from, I believe it was streaming or not streaming, but on TV in in the UK or in uh, in Japan or whatever it was. And they would put those up and I would just basically be doing like the tape trading thing of just watching it and that's how i followed it some weeks i couldn't watch it because people would not upload it (laughs) so i would like kind of skip a couple of episodes but then finally they started putting some of the episodes on hulu for free and uh that's when like right before wwe had announced the the network at that point so i think I was literally, yeah, just watching them that way from 2012 up until 2014 with just this random expectancy. And this, to make it worse, it's when they uploaded it to Daily Motion and it was in parts, if you remember that. Oh, yeah, man, because you only have it like 10 minutes or yeah. something like that. So you had to watch like, if it was an hour, you had to watch like nine videos. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what made it even better because like I'm watching it and there be one part where uh, I think like part four was like taken down because of copyright or something. That would be the worst, but like when you would be watching something you know you couldn't watch, and then like that one, and it'd be the most important one. You yeah, just yeah. like, blood, I can't watch this without it. Yeah, yeah, God. yeah. So it was a pretty fun, interesting effort. Movie. That's what it, it was. It was effort, and it was a pure love of like the thing that you were watching at that point. That's kind of like how we was talking earlier. Is like you, at that point. You're not just watching wrestling. You're absorbing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just had to absorb it that way. That was just how you ate it in. It was like somehow, like, because I know during this time, I didn't watch that. I think I was just watching Raw and SmackDown. Mm -hmm. But I knew a lot of the people that were in NXT. Yeah. Basically off of, like, YouTube clips. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And it's like you could watch, like, just different people post one person's top moves. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Over and over. And then you basically knew their exact wrestling style. You was like, yep, yeah, I know all about this guy now. Yeah. So, so that's kind of like what it was. And it was really cool to see. Because I didn't even jump on. I, my memory of NXT was the competition. Exactly. Yeah, so like yeah. I had no idea. And then even when like they launched it on like the network, I didn't jump right to it. I was still like very hesitant. I was like, I don't know, bro. That big X on that belt is kind of weird. Yeah. I don't know about that. I remember NXT, so it was like just that that stigma was stuck in my head of just seeing like that last one. Like I didn't know that the seasons after that. What the I don't even know how I seen the season with Ricky Ortiz. Where did I see that guy from? He was originally on uh WWE's version of ECW. So he was on the tail end of that one. Whoa! Yeah. So ECW was essentially like having it pretty much became like watching Sunday Night Heat mm-hmm. and then like fcw call-ups and it was like f that scrap this let's do a competition show yeah uh we got to move this on the network oh f fcw let's just call fcw nxt's and then basically when you're watching daily motion for nxt you were just kind of like watching 
the rebranded FCW at exactly, that point. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was rebranded FCW and it was officially at full sale mm-hmm. so i can't re- i i don't think they had a well they did have a dedicated fcw arena but i can't think of the name of it mm-hmm. but, but it wasn't the, full sale. no it wasn't full sale for sure I, it was i think it was just some uh some property that they owned and then they like closed it down because yeah i vaguely remember that they had a very smaller uh arena or just like small it's kind of reminded me of the old apw garage mm-hmm. era where it's just like the small area hole for, in the wall oh yeah hole in the mm-hmm. wall but they had like these giant posters of uh the fcw champions mm-hmm. and they had some of these big posters of older wwe pay-per-views at the time where it mm-hmm. was like no way out and all these other stuff uh but then yeah when they finally moved over to full sale in uh 2012 then it's the same space that they have now but they just didn't have the same uh, production level at that point. Yeah, yeah. And then they just, they stopped making it feel like it was developmental. Yeah. They treated it like it was his own thing. So it, it was like really cool to see it. Because, I mean, NXT is kind of just OVW. It is very o- OVW. But it's like they treat it not like you're going to, I mean, just because Ohio Valley Championship just is like very specific. Also, I didn't know that motherfucker was in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had no idea. I was talking, I thought I was in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> so what was kind of crazy about that area, uh, I should say that era of Full Sail is that kind of how you mentioned there were stories and they were treating it as its own separate brand, mm-hmm. but it wasn't at the same scale of what we have now, where now we have fully fleshed out storylines. Yeah. Even when they... uh had their initial storylines when I was watching, it was basically uh kind of like FCW. It was a continuation of uh whatchamacallit? Steamboat Son, uh Richie, Richie, yeah, Richie. Richie Steamboat. So it was a storyline between him and uh I think it was Jinder Mahal. And so they had like their own storyline together, but it was very bare bones because you know, you gotta factor in they don't have a pay-per-view, mm-hmm. they don't have takeovers at this point. So it's, it's basically like it's an indie show. So yeah, it's, yeah like, it's an indie show. It's that, like when you try to watch an APW show yeah. that you just seen three months earlier, and yeah. it's like, oh my god, these guys still hate each other. I'm like, it's been three months. Y'all ain't squashing yet. Like, yeah, yeah. So this is kind of like the same thing, but I guess you know, you get the luxury of now having a weekly show. Mm-hmm. Man, so many people have come through like NXT. Yeah, like, even if you just cancel out the the, the fcw years because i know they bleed into each other yeah, but yeah, still yeah. it's like there's a lot of good talent came or like because that's basically where you're getting all the talent now but that first wave of talent you're like wow i would have never guessed that like none of these dudes was gonna you know be like who you or maybe like even when you're kind of watching and you see seth rollins as like the inaugural champ it's like oh wow nxt champs are all gonna become something that's not always the case yeah it's not always the case yeah and yeah, it was kind of cool because during that era, the first few months is where they crowned the first NXT champion mm-hmm. and they held they held a eight person tournament. And in the finals, it was Seth Rollins versus Jinder Mahal. <laughs> but what was kind of cool with that is that, yeah, at this point, Mahal was already previously on the main roster. Yeah, you've and, seen him before. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it was kind of cool that they brought him to NXT, but it wasn't like they were demoting him but more using him as a as a as a resource to build up people like Rollins yeah, who cuz then you get to go against like a guy who has a name 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, oh, who is this dude about to challenge this guy? We just seen him on Monday Night Raw. He should just come over here and demolish everybody. Mm-hmm. So that that's like a big wrestling thing, though. Yeah. Like, so yeah. it's it's really cool to how like you see the WWE grow as a company, as like a worldwide entity, but they still behave like a wrestling company. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like hmm, nice. Yeah. Seth Rollins wins and becomes the first NXT champion. Did at- he was he the champion? And then it was just like, oh, hey, you're the shield now? Yes, it was literally that, where <laughs> he had his own individual storyline in NXT where he was beefing with people and beefing with Mahal. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden he was NXT champion still in his trunks, which is really weird. Mm. Uh, so he's like ROH Tyler Black pretty yeah. much, but just called Seth Rollins. And then after a few weeks, then they just suddenly called him Ambrose and uh, Reigns up. But he was still the still NXT, NXT champ. champ. Yeah, yeah. So at that point, then I believe they still had tapings that they showed on Hulu at the time. So he was still normal trunks, Seth Rollins, while on live TV, he was already in his shield gear. Wow. But then after a while, when they finally cut up with tapings, then Rollins would show up in his shield gear as the NXT champion. Wow. At, okay. at full sale. So yeah, I think he kept the title for, I would probably guess around a month or two and then that's when uh big e would beat him for uh right for for the championship so but yeah in that same era kind of how you had mentioned now it's insane seeing the crop of talent who are on the main so 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 called the main roster now that during that time when rollins was champion you had bray wyatt barely starting the whole uh swamp dude swamp dude gimmick and little beard yeah yeah yeah, this little fedora what was kind of cool about that one and a fun fact for our boy jody is this was also when jody had his developmental contract with wwe Mm -hmm. and he was briefly going to be brought into the whole wyatt family at the very beginning because he looked like a swamp type of dude yeah yeah and you could see it in the first promos i'll show you the link afterwards where you can see him in these vignettes when they first showed Bray Wyatt's new character. Uh-huh. And you see uh, Jody in the background uh, when they filmed these vignettes. Ah, uh, so crazy. So, so the goal was to bring him, Harper, and Rowan into like this group. And then, yeah, things just changed. Uh, uh, that's kind of like who was, uh, what, CM Punk was supposed to be part of the show, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, or, yeah, yeah. no. Um, uh, it was not, it was instead of Reigns. It was going to be Mason Ryan. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Uh, I forgot about him. And yeah, speaking of him, he also had a longer career in NXT than he did on the main roster because he also got brought back. He went back. He went back. After his whole like new Nexus thing didn't work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he had actually, I remember watching him before. I think he was in that same era where it was during the Daily Motion era up until Hulu. But I don't think he got, I think he got released by the time they went to the network. But I remember his run there and we'll cover it in future episodes. AKA Batista Jr. Yeah, but I, I think you'll you'll be impressed of how well he improved during his time in NXT. That's good, man. Yeah. I think a lot of guys went over there and got to like revitalize their career. Because like, probably jumping ahead. Or actually, no, it doesn't matter. This is yeah, a, yeah, this is a just, retrospect era. Yeah, so, yeah, but yeah. like Sin Cara. Mm-hmm. Sin Cara like rebuilt his whole what he was down in NXT with the Lucha Dragons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was real dope for him. Like I actually, honestly, neither one of them have really kind of gotten any bigger than the mm-hmm. Lucha Dragon thing. I agree. That was what's best. What was best for them? 
Man, that's crazy. Yeah, because he was on the main roster. It wasn't even his gimmick. It was. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't even his thing, man. He was like, hey, what? Well, you used to be Mystico. All right. Yeah. He was Mystico, too. Yeah, yeah. You guys got beef? (laughs) Got beef now. Yeah. (laughs) And you're going to come up as a fake one. And you know what? We're going to fire the other one. What was uh? What was his boy's name? Uh, Camacho? Yep. Yeah, Camacho. We go with Camacho. He wasn't even Latin. Yeah. Camacho had a couple of matches on Full Sail NXT as well. And <sighs> nice. yeah, he had a good run there too because I think that's when he had not split up from Unico yet, but he was just being used more on NXT. And he had some really good matches putting, yeah, I think people over like mm-hmm. Richie Steamboat and everything. So uh, I think once we get to that era where it's, full sale but it's very early on full sale before the network era i think we're gonna find a lot of hidden gems and just mm. like those moments of like oh my gosh he's there kind of moments you know what i mean that era of early full sale before the network era is is gonna be a gem for people to go back on and i would highly recommend it if you have the network is to check out from 2012 to 2014 because i think you're gonna be surprised and like what what the roster looked like. At that's that why you get to see Corey Graves as exactly. a wrestler. Because I know a lot of these people don't know where this dude kind of popped up out of nowhere. Exactly. It's like, yeah. you know what? He was a wrestler and he was dope. And, and he's a former NXT tag team. Yep. Yeah. He was dope. Yeah. Man. Corey Graves was dope. Yeah. Uh, so I guess, yeah, kind of moving a little bit more towards the, uh, the network era is where you started. Oh, I actually say before that, Paige had become the inaugural women's champion in uh, 2013, and she beat my favorite, Emma, for the title. That's right. (laughs) Uh, But this was why I loved NXT, because before that, this was before the whole women's revolution on Mm -hmm. the main roster. But this is a little bit after the knockouts uh, era in TNA, Mm. because the knockouts are pretty much the... I would call the first wave of women that really were considered a women's division. Yeah. Cause they let them just go out there and wrestle. They weren't out there to like look sexy or mm-hmm. nothing like that. They just did their thing. Yeah. So then I would credit, of course, this era of, uh, of women from the early full sale era, because we had Paige, we had Emma, we had Sasha Banks and mm-hmm. Charlotte, pretty much the four horsewomen. And, uh, even we had Eddie Guerrero's daughter briefly wrestle a little bit mm-hmm. with, uh, I think her gimmick at the time was Raquel Diaz. I yeah, think. I remember yeah. Raquel Diaz. I don't know why I remember. Like, I remember a lot of these people from there, and I don't even know why. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was a really cool roster because, yeah, they really just let them kind of have matches. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, Paige ended up becoming the first women's champion. And I think a lot of people forget that she never actually lost it because she got moved up to the main roster. Yeah, she got moved up and then she beat what's her name for the Divas title in her first match, mm-hmm. which was recreated. Yes. <laughs> in the uh in the movie. <laughs> I remember watching that too cuz I was like it was like right after WrestleMania. I was like, "Oh, oh man." Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I was like, "Oh man, that's Paige." And I was thinking to myself, "Like, how the hell do I even know who she is?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I shouldn't. But I, <laughs> I know exactly cuz you absorb it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you ain't even got to watch it. And I was like, "Yeah, I know exactly who that is." Mm-hmm. Like, how? Yeah. Just absorbed it, bro. Yeah. And then she beat her with the with the Rampage. Yep. <laughs> beat AJ with that Rampage. Beat her with a Rampage. She sold that shit like a million bucks. It's a sorry move. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the uh the next step up over overdrive yeah it's a terrible move yeah man i ain't know randy orton been doing the rko for damn near 20 years yep <laughs> i love it yeah 
He's been doing it longer than DDP. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's for sure. Way longer than DDP. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so weird. <laughs> so, yeah. Then we had, uh, yeah, the first ever network special because I believe the network had launched in early February or even late January of 2014. Oh, the network? I yeah. thought it was like, uh, it was before WrestleMania, though, right? Yes. It was definitely before WrestleMania. Okay. So, I, I think it was either late. January or early February because the first special was NXT Arrival mm. and theirs was at the end of February. Nice. And, and they I'm were, not gonna lie, I didn't watch that. It was uh is for me it was epic because like I said, like you, I was you know all the context I, and everything. Uh, yeah, so for me it was like this is awesome. They're finally gonna have like their kind of pay-per-view shows. Nice. And yeah, I remember being super excited. Like obviously the quality wasn't I when I mean quality, I mean like the streaming quality wasn't that great because mm. it was their first show ever. Mm. So I had to wait like a day or two to, for them to like have it posted where it wasn't like crap. Yeah. <laughs> but I just remember being it really excited because at this point you had guys like, yeah, Sammy, Neville, uh, Tyson. Oh, Kidd. yeah, he was Adrian Neville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this was a really good show. And same thing for me. I was a big Emma Mark. So like just watching the rematch between her and Paige, it was just like, Oh, that's uh, how I knew who she was. Cause I had, cause you told me about Emma. Yeah. And then I went and I did my footwork on her. Yeah. yeah. And then of course I seen her run into Paige and I was like, who yeah. is this pale woman? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> who is this pale girl, man? What the heck? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, because that's how that's how pretty much I got introduced into NXT mm-hmm. because you pointed Emma to my attention. And then I started doing the. I never watched it. Yeah. But I did my YouTube footwork. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then I discovered that Pac was over there mm-hmm. who was Neville. Yeah. Now. And then I was like, whoa. And then it was like, but I never watched none of the episodes for a hot minute. Yeah. And then yeah, I remember yeah. Emma doing the little thing where she walked and her theme music was tight. Exactly. And then she got called up and it was like. And I was like, oh, that's that girl from uh, NXT. She's really cool. And they didn't do nothing with her. Like, Damn. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy how the first number of call-ups that they did, I was so excited. Harsh reality. Harsh reality hit because. Slapped them all in the face. Yeah. The, the only one that was successful from the initial batch was probably Paige. But everyone from that era that started getting call-ups is literally Big E before he got into the new day because <laughs> that's biggie langston because <laughs> they put him with uh dolph ziggler and aj and, yeah. and he didn't really do anything that's there. crazy yeah because you actually forget how long that biggie been on like raw and smackdown mm-hmm. and it's been a minute yeah like he came out you <laughs> you i think i showed you the video where he did his entrance and he like smacked uh mm. aj in the chest hella hard yeah, you know she he damn near broke her clavicle. She was a trooper though, <laughs> man. Yeah, dude, we've been seeing Big E for a while, man. People remember, forget about that. Uh, man, I need five. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I lo- I'm gonna. Post that theme for life, man. What was it like? I don't need a three. I don't do three counts, man. I need five. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Re- I really hope. He brings it back someday, even if it's just for one time. One match where he needs the five count. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really just hope he brings it back one time at least. Big uh, E needs to be WWE champ. Yeah. At some point. Like, not Woods. Like, Kofi already had his big turnaround. You don't even have to give Big E the, like, 
Actually, you know, he should probably be like universe champ. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's worth, he's good enough to be WWE champ, but I understand how they do that. And if you're going to give one to the boys, universal. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I think at this point, once they finally moved over to the network, kind of the same thing now. A lot of people had more access to that compared to uh, trying to stream on WWE.com. Mm-hmm. So at this point, finally, NXT started picking up a lot more momentum as far as just having a, a stronger following. Because, mm-hmm. yeah, before you would kind of have to just find a way to watch it. That it wasn't easy access to kind of. Did the women's revolution start like right after WrestleMania in 2014? I believe so. Yeah. That's when they brought all them chicks up. Yeah. They had like PCB. Yeah. And actually, no, Paige was already there. But yeah. Like, it, it, she got I, looped in with it. I think it was a little maybe a year after that because I know that once they moved to the network, then they had a couple more takeovers. Mm-hmm. And then that's when uh, ba- Bailey and Sasha, or I, actually, all the four horse women were still on NXT because mm-hmm. then they had the, uh, the they cla- had their curtain call. Yeah. They had their curtain call with Banks and, um, Bailey. Bailey. I watched that too. That was really good. Yeah. So I think they stuck around for about a year or two after the network debut. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when they finally did the whole women's revolution thing. Got after. it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So I was wondering, I was like, you know what? That was like a big deal. It was random. Yeah. It's like, oh, the revolution. And you had like just all you seen was like women in submission moves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what is happening right now? Yeah. It's like a changing of the guard. It's like all these chicks that you knew was getting put into mission moves by new chicks. And you're just like, what is happening right now? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think that was the interesting part of once they finally moved over to the network, then, yeah, you saw all these dudes getting called up who were originally from the full sale era up into the early part of the network. It used to be really cool, too, man. Like when uh, it was like after WrestleMania, you just wondered yeah, yeah, what yeah, was yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And now I'm like, I'm still wondering because yeah. I'm like, all right, so what y'all going to do now? Like, yeah. The art of the call up is now kind of not ruined, but it's changed because NXT has a weekly show. So it's like, mm, what do we do now for WrestleMania? Yeah. The one I'm kind of curious about is how they're going to do it, because since the priority of Raw has kind of uh, been lowered, where now they're still putting somewhat a heavy emphasis on on smackdown because it's on friday and on fox mm-hmm. and same thing like they're elevating the status of nxt on usa mm-hmm. that raw isn't the same powerhouse that it used to be it used to be the flagship and like basically the only thing that you needed to watch but now there's just so many other tickets in town yeah so i'm kind of curious how they're going to do this year's uh raw after wrestlemania if it's gonna have that same level of importance or is it gonna be kind of uh that's a good point yeah yeah it was weird though because like now that you kind of think about those early kind of wave of of call-ups it was Mm -hmm. like you had that transparency and to see where they were yeah and then like they're now gone yeah and then you're like whoa and then you're like oh that's what you're doing with them over there it's like but then there was no real like lead up to it like i'm guessing he was on NXT doing some totally different stuff. And yeah, then, like yeah. we see him standing with Dolph Ziggler and AJ the next week. There's no buildup to that, huh? Yeah. My, my, uh, my favorite example that I always keep going back to is, uh, Adam Rose slash Leo Kruger. <laughs> Cause it was 
he was one of my first exposures when I was watching it on like Daily Motion of like this Leo Kruger character. Mm. And it was still where they were trying to f- work out the kinks. And when they started going into the Hulu era, then they had really built that character really strongly where he was very menacing and just had a really good he was time. like a bounty hunter, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he had really good matches. And then afterwards, then they changed him into the Adam Rose character while he was still there on the network era. And then when they finally moved him up to Raw, then that's where it's just like, <laughs> like yeah, it, it splatted. It's, yeah, yeah. You know what? And they did the exact same thing with No Way Jose. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it was just that, like, No Way Jose came in. He was basically the Rosebuds. Yeah. And then now he's nothing. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so he had so, vignettes. I remember seeing the, the vignettes for No Way Jose. Yeah. And yeah, then yeah. it was just like, oh, well, that's what he does. And then, oh. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, def- if it, it was definitely a mixed bag when they finally started doing the official call ups. It was the same thing that I was excited for Bo Dallas to get mm. up there because he was a former NXT champion. And then, once he got moved over to Raw and SmackDown, it was the same thing that they just didn't do anything with him afterwards. Uh, but I guess that kind of moves us towards the more, I don't know, kind of we were just talking about in the last episode where we were trying to figure out the eras. So I guess from an NXT standpoint. <laughs> NXT has its own eras too. Yeah, man, yeah. Because like it don't conform to the same way to like the eras moving in, in the fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, you know, with Raw and SmackDown. So it's really interesting to see their place in there because they're like NXT honestly is it's I don't want to say it's just, but it's just a WWE produced indie show. Bro. Yeah, it is. Like, yeah, yeah. Cause I think even with that uh that show that they had done with uh Shotzi Blackheart and uh what was it called? The Evolve show, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was kind of like that where it literally was an indie show, but they made it look like a network show because of like the cameras yeah, and everything. You just get the, the budget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was the same thing here where obviously we're in the podcast, we're in the uh, competition era. Mm-hmm. And then I guess we would just call it the early full sale era. And then we would call it the... Uh, the network era, the the begin then, the beginning of the network era. Yeah, you could say the beginning of the network era, and then you go to network era, and then you go to USA era. I think there's something in between though, because I think between that, the network and USA. Yeah, because when you think about it, there's the network was in 2014. Mm-hmm. The USA era didn't begin until 2019. So I feel like there's still like that gap where you had all those guys in the initial network era but they weren't like the big names that we have like there was no Samoa Joe's Mm -hmm. there were no Kevin Owens there was no um, Bobby Roode's or anything like that it was still primarily a lot of uh, kind of homegrown NXT talent that I think later on when they started becoming more successful then they started bringing in like yeah like the Drew McIntyre's again Mm -hmm. like all these top indie stars to kind of uh take over the brand so you know, i, I kind of want to call it like the bringing in the big indie guy era kind of you know man you're right <laughs> you're absolutely right because like i want to say the because tyler black was a big name he but was he got but rebranded as seth rollins exactly yeah so finn balor is a different person exactly yeah that's rebranding sammy Zayn is rebranding for sure yeah yeah yeah. kevin owens i 
guess is rebranding from Kevin Steen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe is the same dude. Shinsuke Nakamura is the same dude. I th- I think that's where I would... You said the name there. I think Samoa Joe represents a new era. Yeah. Because before Samoa Joe... Everybody you brought in got repackaged. Exactly. There we go. Yeah, okay, yeah. I got you. Yeah, so I want to say that once Joe came in, I think kind of counts as like the indie era where a lot of these guys are being brought in. And they're really just continuing their character and not rebranding them at that point. Yeah, because with like Finn Balor, that's a rebranding, but he was already doing that. Mm-hmm. But it's still a rebranding. Yeah. Kevin Owens, Kevin or the Kevin Steen, Kevin Owens, mm-hmm. like the the fat guy with the shorts, like that's what he was on the Indies. They yeah, just changed yeah. the name. Okay. Yeah. But then like you brought in some old Joe, and it's like he's just the same dude. Shinsuke Nakamura didn't even change his name. Exactly. Yeah. Adam yeah. Cole, same guy. Yeah, Drew yeah. McIntyre brought him back with his WWE name. Yeah. 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 Um. Okay. <laughs> I see it. Yeah. Because there's there's a a total difference in like. You had these homegrown guys. You're kind of rolling with that. Or, you know, they were essentially like rebrands of what they were. Yeah, but yeah. they were still WWE machine made with the name. And then it's like, all right, no, we're all right. We're making our champion somebody that you know. So, okay, yeah. Yeah. So we got kind of like the early years. Okay, I, I think I got it. I think it's the competition era. Mm-hmm. Then we have early full sale. Then we have the network era. And then we, or I should say, the full sale slash rebrand era. Mm-hmm. The network era. What is the what was the the tagline? Uh, for which one? The the episode that we just did today. Oh, the uh, the most interactive. Interactive era. Oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah just yeah. do that. Okay yeah. So competition interactive, interactive era, <laughs> early full sales slash rebrand era, mm-hmm. network era, and now like the indie ish era where we're bringing in the indie guys that are keeping their name. And now we're in the network, network, the, the USA a network. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I think you're right. Where there's a distinct era gap within NXT in mm-hmm. itself, which is really interesting to see now that you've had like 10 years to kind of process how much they've changed in, in that time. Uh, but, yeah, I think now kind of catching up. I think it's been really cool to see that journey, especially now that you've been watching it with me consistently for the mm-hmm. last five or six years now. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, for us to see that jump where we really just religiously watched NXT because at that point still, it was still one hour. Mm-hmm. So it was really easy for us to digest and just really watch the episode in full. Mm-hmm. And now they moved over to USA expanding to two hours at first, I thought it was going to be kind of like their handicap, but I think it's actually worked out in their benefit based on like how they've booked the show. You know, two hours is like the maximum yeah. you should have a television wrestling program yeah, nowadays. Yeah, yeah. Three hours, you're still treading into that being a pay per view. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. like that's why Raw still suffers. I'm like, your weekly show is three hours. The pay per views. Or three hours like where's the where's the give yeah so like for nxt to a move to two hours it's fine because you're really just because whenever one hour like you didn't see the same people every week exactly yeah, so yeah. now it's just like you could it just on how they book it you just book it like nitro bro mm-hmm. like if you want to be honest you do your but then again like since nxt is a show where everybody wrestles good you don't really have to have that Let's just have all the action in one hour. Yeah, yeah. And then, yeah. like the action is throughout the whole goddamn show because yeah. everybody wants to do it, but they do it in a way where 
you get good matches that don't involve nothing but high spots. Yeah, yeah, So that's like the biggest difference that you get with NXT versus like when you're watching Dynamite, Mm because Dynamite is still spot fest. Yeah, yeah. And they're going to burn out versus like NXT seems to be run where they minimize or mitigate burnout. Granted, they turned it up when they moved to now the USA. Yeah, for sure. USA era. <laughs> but yeah, no, there's there's distinct error. They move faster on mm-hmm. NXT, but they still have them very specifically. Like the the interactive era could probably you could say that that's, that's pretty much kind of like their ruthless aggression mm-hmm. because they stretched it from like getting off of TV and then, you know, it was still kind of competition era, but then they became something else. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you go competition and then like, but maybe we didn't even call it interactive. We just call it like the webcast era. Yeah. Yeah. So it goes, well, like competition. Webcast. Then the webcast era. <laughs> and then like the network era. Yeah. And then the indie era. And then the uh, US, the network era. To the television era i guess yes the tv era <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no i i agree with the live era the live <laughs> there you go <laughs> oh yeah i guess we, we should mention that too is that yeah at this point from the start of the webcast era up until more recently with the the tv era mm-hmm. all that was technically all taped other than the takeover specials yeah so it is kind of cool for them to finally be back on live TV live. <laughs> I think that's what makes NXT so crazy is that like they keep going back to stuff. Yeah. It's like, oh, we started doing this and now we're back. And yeah. It's yeah, like, yeah. But it's because like since we get to see it holistically from the whole thing, like yeah. for them, they're like, oh, this is the first time we've gone live. We're like, wait a minute. Yeah. 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 We remember you doing this <laughs> after SmackDown. <laughs> yeah. I know. So yeah, it, it's been, it's been interesting. And I think kind of how you just said where, when they first moved over to USA and expanded to two hours, I was a bit worried mm-hmm. about, yeah, same thing that we're just going to burn out these guys. But I think they've done it pretty good where we see Mia Yim one week. We don't necessarily have to see her next week. Nope. And then, but they still carry over whatever storyline she's doing in yep. that time span. And it works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Because they're I, like for them physically, they're probably doing the same thing. Yeah. yeah. You go in there and then you get your tapings and those tapings probably stretch two weeks. Mm-hmm. But, you know, it's just one week and they get kind of like you get more of a, a visual off week because it's mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, well, she wasn't there this week. Maybe she'll be there next week. Yeah. 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 So, so it's pretty dope, man. Like the machine going to keep rolling. Mm-hmm. And it's <laughs> like it was really weird. Once you really got into the the overlap between like the big NXT call up and yeah. then wondering how do they respond with it because it's like oh man they are man they took this whole new generation they're all so good what are you gonna do now and it's like their ability to keep top level talent is really it's like it's very commendable because you almost feel like they're gonna run out but somebody comes in and these people are so oh, yeah. hungry for opportunity like they run with it as best they can like who would have thought that. Andrade and Aleister Black were going to be like NXT champ and you were going to eat it up and love it. Like, and then on the, paper, what was that guy? Uh, Tommy End versus, oh, yeah, yeah, uh, La Sombra. <laughs> yeah, Tommy End versus La Sombra yeah. does not really sound like the main event of a, like a television <laughs> show, but to people who are fans of their work, you're like, oh, that's dope. 
But now to really see it translated and get the respect that it deserves, it's like, oh, okay, that's really cool too. Because nobody thought Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny oh, Gargano yeah, yeah. was going to be main event and like headlining these type of things. You knew they were good from their indie work, but you never really thought it. Like, you know, and it goes the same thing with Chris Jericho. Like nobody thought that Lionheart Chris Jericho was going to be mm-hmm. the first undisputed champion. So it's really good to now have a centralized place to where you see them really going for that dream of theirs because everybody's dream in wrestling is probably to get to WWE or it was at some point in your life you wanted to make it to WWE and it's like now NXT is where you get to continue to show what brought you to the dance while developing the skills to show that you can be a sports entertainer yeah yeah yeah. so it's really it's it's really like as hard as it is it is to tell people why you like professional wrestling (laughs) It's even harder to tell them why you like NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just goes deeper into that rabbit hole. Like, man, I love professional wrestling. But I really love NXT. And it's like, why? It's like, yeah. I don't think I can make you understand it by telling you. Yeah, it's it's interesting because it's a uh, wrestling already is a subculture, and now you're going into a subculture of, of a subculture, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, man, because yeah. <laughs> then like you got pro wrestling, and then you got like indie wrestling but then you say like no you know like <laughs> it's not the same because it's after that but not at the top yeah but yeah. still it's at the top yeah and you're like what yeah, yeah. i'm sorry I it, can't. it's it's yeah it would be very hard to explain to someone just like fresh off yeah like, yeah because it's it's a slap in the face of nxt to just say oh it's their developmental brand. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's like no these are fully developed like <laughs> more fully developed. developed like athletes right now like they're not just out there learning because you you kind of you give them a uh like a false pretense it's like oh this is their developmental this is where everybody kind of goes to training and you watch it it's like what the hell are they training they yeah, look great yeah. what what's interesting now is because now growing up with the first few years of nxt it's interesting because they really did treat it as developmental with a lot of the guys who I mentioned earlier with like Richie and uh, Raquel Diaz and bringing in slowly started bringing in like these top indie guys like Sami Zayn and yep. uh, and Neville. But then don't forget Hideo Itami. And, and, and Tommy as well. So it's kind of interesting where like at that point they really were treating it as developmental where they try to mix the best of both worlds to like up everyone's game. Mm. But now it's, of course, primarily with a lot of these top indie guys that have made it the third brand where I think now it'll be interesting now that we've had NXT around for 10 years, if they are actually going to try to go full circle again, and I don't want to call it a fourth brand, but I think it would make sense for them to have a fourth brand type thing with the PC where you really just have those people who are, you are trying to build from the ground up to have their, a platform for them to wrestle on because at this point it wouldn't be fair to, for them to be on NXT because mm. you're putting up against like elite world elite athletes mm. that they can't hang with yet. But you know what? Like, um, I get it. I get what you're saying. Yeah. And it could go full circle like that. But I think right now they're doing a really good job of like when they just have live events that yeah. aren't NXT taping related. Yeah. That's where everybody else wrestles yeah yeah yeah. i don't know why this fool keep coming up in my like my instagram feeds (laughs) but i see dio madden all the time exactly yeah yeah. and i'm like what are you even doing here but i'm like when are you wrestling so that's where they still that's where their 
there still exists a level of OVW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of people wrestling and training and wrestling and getting the exposure and doing all kind of stuff that we have no idea. Yeah. That's like the Robert Stone brand. Exactly. Like that came, that was a thing on like house shows li- yeah, house forever. for hell long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just out of nowhere, we're supposed to buy into Chelsea Green. It's yeah, like, yeah. But that's what I'm saying. That's why I I wouldn't mind if they go full circle mm. because that's why I loved watching NXT from 2012 to 14. Because I had already two years of Bray Wyatt in me mm-hmm. that when he went to the main roster, I was so invested because it was kind of like my my best kept secret, I guess, mm. that like finally he was exposed to the world, even though that I've followed that character for two years already while people were just like, who the hell is this guy? So I kind of want that experience again that I'm not getting from NXT anymore because now it's on TV. <laughs> so like you can't just randomly put for the example like the rock's daughter on there because she's super green mm-hmm. <laughs> where it would be cool to have it where i'm just throwing this out there where if the pc were to have like their own individual show on just youtube mm-hmm. i think would be pretty cool because they could have just like these very minimal storylines but they're already kind of gaining gaining that experience on like a on a platform that mm-hmm. isn't as high up as NXT now, if that makes sense. And now we, and folks, that's how startups work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. I just described a wrestling startup pretty much. Yeah, they just described the startup right there. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you have an idea, you ride it out, but at some point that idea is, if ideally is going to get bigger than what it was. Exactly. Originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're going to get there with NXT. We're almost kind of getting there now. Yeah. So it's like, will there be, Will they be able to stay and develop and give the people the time that they need yeah. to develop without worrying about ratings? Yeah, yeah. Because I think that's where the big caveat is. And like, I guess the big saving grace is like these live shows, wherever they going. Yeah. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know how they have so many of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, Man, I get maybe that's just how the training goes. Like you have to spend so much time in the PC, so much time yeah. in the PC. Then it's like, all right, we're gonna do some of these live shows. Yeah, live shows, live shows, live shows. All right, bro, you get to debut on NXT TV. Yeah, it's yeah. like, whoa, for real, dope. All right, now you got to go to like Raw and SmackDown. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's such a long climb, dude. Yeah. All right, so I guess to close out this episode, kind of what we were just talking about, where it's hard to describe. NXT to just someone brand new of this subculture of a subculture. I guess this is kind of a hard one to think on the spot, but I might as well just do it. What would you say from all the eras spanning from the last 10 years? You don't have to say a favorite match or favorite show or anything, but what do you think has made NXT special to you that you've really clinged on to it compared to uh watching raw smackdown or even AEW like what what has made NXT special to you NXT is everything that i want from raw and smackdown yeah the the biggest difference for me between NXT and like dynamite mm-hmm. is that familiarity because what i came to love from wrestling came from the WWE yeah and watching NXT brings me the closest to what initially drew me into wrestling yeah, 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 from the WWF at the time. So it was like seeing the, so for me, like the biggest thing 
wrestling memory wise that defined the era that I got into WWE was the new generation. Yeah, yeah. So then like growing into that and seeing the attitude era and stuff like that, it was cool to see for me, just like thinking about it, it was cool to see all of those guys that you've seen in the new generation mm-hmm. really jump out as stars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like getting that same kind of uh kind of like treatment when you're watching NXT and you're like, ooh, I wonder you still get that wonder. So yeah, like, yeah, ooh, yeah. I wonder who from here is gonna become the next wave. Yeah, yeah. So like always being able to see that and you because the next wave for you as a fan or like right right kind of what we're doing is like seeing the next wave of stars in the WWE. Yeah. So to be given that like almost that privy of seeing where you make them and now you see it it's like oh okay like wrestlers don't just grow on trees. Yeah, yeah. Like you could think of certain people like the best one for sure is like you could look at Baron Corbin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like you've seen him kind of come in and it was like, whoa, he had this gimmick. He's a lone wolf. Yeah, yeah. And like in retrospect, it's kind of corny now. <laughs> but like seeing where he is now, it's like, that's dope. I remember that. I yeah. didn't have to like rack my brain and like wonder where I seen you. Yeah. Like I get now, like it's kind of like um when you for people who follow athletes and you follow them from like high school. Mm. and then it's like college and college and then they made it to the pros yeah yeah, yeah. like nxt is kind of like watching them when they're in college yeah because you get to see them not when they first got introduced into what they're doing that they love but yeah. when they finally got to where get to like that that kind of like uh that stage right before they're supposed to go and be extra great yeah but seeing that in house is really cool so you could look at like you know, Bray Wyatt too. Like mm-hmm. you look at him and you're like, wow, I remember Hesky Harris. None <laughs> of that stuff matters anymore. I, you know, what's funny. As soon as you said that comparison, you could put Husky in that perfect category where we saw Husky in his high school days, or I should say we saw, what's his real name? <laughs> uh, uh, something rotunda. <laughs> yeah. I think he's Wyndham rotunda. Yeah. So we technically saw him in his high school days as Husky Harris. Then we saw him in his college years in the full sale era as Bray Wyatt. Yeah, and now, and we now see we're him. seeing him work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like now we're really seeing him yeah. at work. So yeah. it's like it's cool to to still have that ability to see. So it's like say if we had NXT back in the day, mm-hmm. we would have saw how the Undertaker got to the Undertaker. Yeah, but instead, like now, like you know, we would have seen like Punisher, you know, the Dice Morgan or whatever. Yeah. So Oz. like now, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like you don't have to see them waste their time doing stuff that isn't going to work because yeah. you've seen them try something that they thought was going to work. So it, it seems NXT almost seems like it streamlines the way that they do stuff. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, all right, look, we don't have to. Maybe once you get to like Raw or whatever, you'll still get that extra fine tuning of losing part of your name mm-hmm. like buddy murphy because well, he's just not murphy right or the viking raiders <laughs> uh, we don't even need to talk about that one so like it, it's really i don't know i just i nxt is i feel like is very necessary for the wwe to keep fans like us still engaged. yeah 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 because yeah. then you can still see new stuff or like you get to see people still try to do stuff or like you don't really have to chase them around and you know there's they're they're at a point to where they're they're like celebrities 
but they're not all the way there yet. Yeah. And this is a, a in between that I think the WWE is is really good to have right now. Yeah. So for me, watching keeping me enthralled in NXT is just giving me backed into that spirit of just like watching wrestling for watching wrestling. Exactly. Yeah. It's like Raw and SmackDown are sports entertainment. Yeah. NXT is just watching wrestling. Yeah. Simple storylines. The storylines are simple enough for you to understand, but they're really just there to kind of introduce the characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then what they're really going to win you over with is their ability to wrestle. Yeah. When you get to Raw and SmackDown, there's so many other contributing factors now Mm -hmm. that what you like isn't necessarily what you like. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. what they told you you like. But with NXT, it's like, yeah, they kind of tell you you like this, but you don't have to get behind it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the the TV time is kind of spread out some more. It just, I don't know. It just reminds me of the new generation. Yeah, yeah. And like the the people there have that same kind of hunger as like the new generation did. Because mm-hmm. it was like, it's past the point of trying to make it but it's like now that you've made it how do i make it further yeah yeah. yeah. so it's like i you you could see more of the hunger or like i don't know i don't know i feel like you feel more of the hunger with nxt yeah because they made it but they didn't quite make it versus like back in the day before nxt when they got to like raw or smackdown it was like oh they felt like they made it and you either got stuck and rotted yeah yeah, yeah. or you know you went back to the drawing board but now with nxt this is your drawing board. Mm-hmm. It's like you take what you've given and rise or or not because there's something below NXT. But it's cool to see where NXT is, that it's a desirable place for people to be. And it's not just like you went to OVW because you were trying to get to exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you go to NXT because like for some of these people, they made it. And if you're lucky enough to get chosen and be doing well on Raw and SmackDown, then it's like extra dope. It's just another new layer that's really good to watch. Like as much as AEW is almost like the reincarnation of WCW, Mm -hmm. NXT is the disruptor to Raw and SmackDown the same way Nitro was to Raw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, there's, there's a lot to unpack in that, but NXT to me reminds me of just like hunger all over again yeah no i pretty much 100 percent agree with everything that you just said where i think for me it's a very similar answer but i think for me the aspect that i really like the most throughout the years of of following nxt now is kind of how you mentioned where everyone has that hunger and really wants to be there because they love the sport of wrestling and their craft and it shows because especially for us growing up in the uh, attitude era and ruthless aggression era where you and i have seen a ton of shows on raw smackdown and pay-per-views where we get we got frustrated of seeing like the main event be like the big show versus so and so and like it's the main event and this is no disrespect to the big show but it's not the caliber of matches that we wanted to watch. Like we wanted the guys like the cruiserweights or Benoit. Yeah, that's the, who you wanted to see in like the in, main, in the main event. event. Yeah, yeah. So to me, when we finally started getting into the uh, 
the network era with the takeovers, they felt really important and awesome to watch because it was finally seeing that card that you wanted to see at pay-per-views where you wanted to to have the the workhorses and the people who delivered really good matches have the spotlight that they deserve mm-hmm. because it's kind of the same thing that we had to deal with for the longest time with WrestleManias and kind of still do to this day. Obviously they've improved a little bit in the last few years, but for the longest time we were stuck with those main events of like just forcing Lesnar and Roman Reigns being the main event, even though no one really wanted Ooh, to watch it. I just heard Hulk Hogan say this. Uh, there's a difference between like a superstar yeah. and an attraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. WrestleMania is filled with attraction. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so I think I think that's the thing that we've had to deal with all these years, just having Raw and SmackDown as the only options of just having these attraction main events and pay per views like WrestleMania, and now with the the fresh the the fresh breath air of NXT, we've had these takeovers now that I look forward to the whole card and the main event where to me, the standout for me, the perfect example is when Gargano went up against uh, Andrade. Like to me, it was amazing to see that I really wanted to watch this main event and it built up to be like worth the hype of watching that as the main event to the yeah, show. Yeah, as opposed to like when you were just like watching say a WrestleMania and he's like, ooh, I can't wait for like this match right here. Yeah. And like it was probably like the third one. Exactly. Like, and then you had to like stomach through because you would watch the other higher card matches and main event because they carried a story, but you didn't really care about the wrestling mm-hmm. with takeovers and the weekly NXT program. You look forward to the whole card because you know, you're going to get quality matches and, and good story storytelling along the way mm-hmm. as well. So, yeah, it's just, you know, there's just NXT right now is just free of, all of the things that bind down the other two. Mm -hmm. So it's good to see the WWE have an outlet that's almost unshackled. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you're like, you know what? This is still us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You love professional wrestling, like because of us. Yeah. We're going to give you something that hopefully makes you not want to watch none of the competitors. Yeah. yeah, They just always are really good at reinventing themselves or taking something in themselves and making you want to watch it so yeah hats off to the to the fed man exactly i i think that's probably the best way to close out this because i think overall with everything all the negativity that goes on with social media and like how people feel about the overall product i think wwe just doesn't get enough credit in the uh in the larger scope of like how much um how many options they actually give their their fans and their viewers mm-hmm. so definitely with nxt it's definitely filled that void for us anyway <laughs> definitely awesome so yeah man congrats to uh everyone on wwe through the beginning years of setting that up and then triple h kind of uh taking over at that point in the uh second half of uh, the decade with uh the network and holding down the fort with nxt and yeah, I can't wait. It's It's been a really interesting ride that we're covering on our weekly podcast with the early inception of NXT. And I can't wait until we start hitting, like, yeah, the full sale era. And then in general with the, the, the current product, I can't wait to see, like, what they'll do in the next five to ten years. You know what I mean? Man, that's crazy. I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to a third NXT championship 
that starts off with a lot of promise mm -hmm. and becomes boring. I'm waiting for that. Yeah. I'm, I need it. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, yeah. Thanks again for listening to this uh, bonus episode that we really just wanted to celebrate the 10 year anniversary of NXT. And you can catch our current season, which is based on NXT season three. And yeah, I think that will do it for me. I don't really have any plugs on this episode. If, if you had any. All right. And uh, yeah, I would say just definitely check out our season three. And with that, this is your boy Ocho <laughs> and Larry Marrow <laughs> bidding you farewell. And this is NXT. <laughs>